Tonight I'd like to begin by um, inviting you to do a little experiment while I'm sharing some reflections with you, which is to see, just as I begin to speak right now, if you can start to feel your breathing and to make it really natural, to begin to contact your breathing, but not solely your breathing, not to bring your attention inward, but to see if you can contact the feeling of your breathing and pay attention to me. And, and I invite you to kind of remain engaged rather than to come inward to really start to play with what is it like to be present in the midst of listening to someone else. Because it's, it's so applicable to our lives. You know, often when we hear someone else speak, hopefully you don't shut your eyes to kind of feel your breath and kind of go inside, that you're still actually engaged with them. But to notice what that's like right now, because it might be tricky even in the minute that I shared this with you. What's it like to hear the sound of my voice, but just to have a, a, a gentle contact with the feeling of your breathing. And what I want to point out is it doesn't have to be a deep contact with the breath. It's just like when I'm speaking to you, it's like I catch kind of certain parts of the breath. But I'm still in contact with it as I'm kind of thinking and sharing with you. And what it provides for me is it provides a, a different kind of feeling of presence than when I'm simply listening. And just when you do it right now, do you feel just a little bit of the difference of what it's like to listen to someone, but also have a, just a little bit of a contact of the feeling of your breathing? Oh, it's a little bit different experience, maybe, than when you're just kind of lost in the interaction. So that's the main thing I invite you to play around with as I speak. And to tell you the truth, that's the most important thing about my talk. Like, if you forget everything that I say, <laughs> maybe that's good. <laughs> but you play around with the sense of feeling the breath as I'm speaking to you. That's what's most important because it's so applicable to our lives. And what I want to contend is it, it's what allows me to be more present as I'm speaking and listening. Nelly, do, do you want to grab it? I think there's a chair behind Gunter there, if you want to. Is there a space somewhere for Nelly? I'll, I'll just stand. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nelly, maybe over here. Oh, great, right over here, near, near, near Jack there. So as I said, that's, that's the most important thing, to, to get a sense of that. And as you, many, many of you know, when we sit here on Monday nights uh, together during the meditation period, often, probably every single time I teach, I invite you to have the breath as an anchor, that it's an experience that you come back to again and again and again in the silent meditation. So you could say feeling the breath, feeling the breathing is a central aspect, a central component of this community which I just want to point out right now, you have to admit, that's a kind of bizarre central thing to have as a community. <laughs> Don't you think? I mean, when I was reflecting on it, I was like, wow, that's such a weird thing <laughs> to have a whole community that's so interested in the breath. <laughs> so I want to talk about maybe the reason why we do such a bizarre thing. Kind of the settling into the feeling of the breathing, just feeling the breath. And I want to acknowledge, just in terms of the meditation, of course it's not that simple. It's, it's, we're not just exploring feeling the breathing, but in essence, it's being present with whatever arises in our experience. Like I use the, the breath as an anchor, but it's this curiosity of when 
hearing or a sound happens, like hearing the sound of my voice, or feeling sensations, or being aware of the whole world of emotion, or of smell, of taste, even of seeing. So a little bit further with this, about this bizarre thing that we're doing here in this community. And, and I want to point out two things and kind of really flesh them out that we utilize the breath for. One is to allow our hearts and minds, allow the body to settle into the present moment by utilizing the, 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 the feeling of the breathing. And then also, it's not only about settling into the present moment, but it's also seeing clearly our experience. So this kind of meditation is called Vipassana which is a Pali word, Pali being the early scriptural language of Buddhism, which uh, literally means to see clearly. That the idea is, is that in meditation, when I start to see clearly the unfolding of experience, there's a kind of freedom that begins to emerge in my life. So again, a reminder as I'm speaking, can you just have a, a general sense of the, the breath? And I, I want to point out uh, how the breath can be so powerful in terms of settling into our experience. One is, is that it's a constant experience that's there. If it's not, then you're not here. So it's nice to have something um, so constant. I think they say, you know, about 15 times a minute or something like that around that range we're breathing. And it's something that's subtle kind of subtle, but it's not as subtle, for example, as the heartbeat. Like sometimes you can notice the, the pulsation of, of your heartbeat, but the, the breath a lot of times is much easier to contact. And it's important that it's uh, easily, that it's something that we can easily connect to, but also subtle. And this is important, I think, for the world that we live in, because so much, really, the way technology works, like if you think of TV, there are individuals who've been paid millions of dollars to figure out how to grab your attention moment after moment after moment. Millions is probably a, a small number. You know, the amount of money that goes in to figure out the, the, the psychology of the human mind and how to keep the attention there. And how do they do that is, is they, they try to keep the, the mind excited so it doesn't take, it's not really about being present, it's just about grabbing the attention moment after moment, like flashing images. It's, it's really a thing that actually destroys our attention. It dulls the attention. Because then what happens is there's a habit that this is what my mind needs. It needs a kind of a moment after moment of some kind of excitation of being flashed at of, of, of some kind of image in order to pay attention. And when that's not happening, we're just not present. So what does that mean? Most of our lives are going to go by unless you're in front of a TV. Phone. No. Or a phone, too. <laughs> And all of, so much of technology is like this. I think a, a while ago I, I talked about Facebook and the like button. Does anybody see that article about uh, somebody got paid millions of dollars to create the like button to really create this addictive hook around this? It grabs attention. And, and this, this kind of activity of attention is then based on either excitement or threat. And again, that's a narrowing of my life. If I'm only present when I feel kind of threatened or anxious or when I'm excited, then it's a narrowing. And, and this practice is about broadening 
um, by activity of living, of being present, which is going to take a different kind of object, like the breath. It's there, but it's, it's, it's kind of subtle, but not too subtle. It's a normal ex experience. So I think that's one thing that we can uh, really get from this, this paying attention to the breath. And could actually someone uh, close the Gunter, could you close the door just to keep in the cool air? Um, great. Thank you. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, yeah, close it because then the oh, helps with the air conditioning. So I want to get specific about this, about places that you can pay attention to the feeling of the breathing. So sometimes I like to pay attention to the feeling of the breath in my abdomen as, as the abdomen's rising and falling. I appreciate it there because it feels like it brings my attention lower. And some, sometimes, for many people, it feels like the world that we live in, we feel, uh, many people will describe feeling like they're living in their heads. So to actually have an experience that kind of brings you down into your body, I find really helpful. And just the natural breath that I'm paying attention to. Or sometimes people enjoy getting a sense of feeling like the whole body is breathing. Or other people um, appreciate just uh, being aware of the sensations, this at the nostrils as you breathe in and out. Tonight when we meditate, I invite you to pick one of those, either the whole body breathing or the abdomen or the, uh, the breath going in and out of the nostrils. And I, I, I want to be really clear, we're, he we're here to be with our experience as it is. And what I've noticed around allowing the heart and mind to settle, to come present around the breath, is to become curious if there's anything pleasant about the, about the activity of breathing. And this is the real art, is if you can feel anything pleasant in the breath, and then to really savor it, like you're savoring like a, a fine chocolate or something like that to really let that in. So it's kind of like this, this appreciating the, the feeling of the breathing, falling in love with the feeling of the breathing. This is really important. And I always have to, to point out, for many people, and for much of my meditation career, uh, uh, the breath might not be pleasant at all. It might be really unpleasant when you come here every Monday night, or it might be kind of neutral. So then we're just here to be with experience as it is. So you're just with it as it is, and that's fine too. And if, again, if it's pleasant, we want to savor it. Like as, as one meditation teacher talks about the beautiful breath of really soaking that in. And when I say the natural breath, um, often people think that a deeper meditation is when we're breathing more deeply. It's not the case. It's just allowing the breath to be as it is and don't assume that somehow the meditation is better when the breath is deeper. Sometimes, uh, quite honestly, it's, it's, sometimes uh, people will experience the deepest aspects of meditation when the breath is extremely shallow and subtle. So again, as I'm speaking, can you have this sense as you sit in here, listen to the, the sound of my voice, just a general sense of the feeling of the breathing. Not working at it. Relaxing into it and just catching pieces of it. Might be just kind of feeling the, the abdomen at times or the chest cavity. It's just this settling into the breath and listening to what I'm saying.
And then there's all this, also this, um, the second part of what I was sharing with you is that the, the, the wonderful thing about paying attention to, to receiving the feeling of the breathing is that it, it, I, I can begin to start to see experience more clearly. And one of the things that helps with this clarity is stepping out of what I call being familiar with experience. Because all this, this practice is about is becoming unfamiliar with our experience. Because what happens is I become familiar with my experience, and then what do I do? I check out. Well, I know that. I know the feeling of the breathing. And then I'm, I'm, I'm not aware of it anymore. And whole chunks of our life can go by because it's familiar. And then we miss out. At the same time, I, I want to also acknowledge this, the, the nuance and the subtlety of what I'm sharing. Because maybe many of you know, our brain and our minds, they function. An important function of, of, of the mind is to become familiar with things so that it's not overloaded with new information all the time. So it is sometimes allowing things to be familiar so it can take in novelty. So this is just how the human brain functions. And it's a good function. It's just that we're trying to stretch how the mind and body work so that we can be more present to actually be here for, for our lives. So I'm not trying to, I, I love how the human brain works. Don't get me wrong. It's just we're trying to stretch it in a certain direction. So there is a function of that. But we also want to kind of work against it in a way. And man, when, what I notice is when I become more unfamiliar with moment-to-moment -moment experience, when I train in that, when I'm meditating, it brings life alive. The... The Zen poet, monk and, and, and poet Ryokan put it well in this short poem. He says, there is a bamboo grove in front of my hut. Every day I see it a thousand times, yet never tire of it. There's a bamboo grove in front of my hut. Every day I see it a thousand times, yet never tire of it. Each time, this new experience, the new experience of the bamboo grove. And here he is living such a simple life, but the aliveness of just that, that, that moment of seeing, of taking in the bamboo grove. And you could say there's, there's so many realms within just a moment of our experience. Again, uh, an excerpt from uh, a poem by Rio Khan uh, entitled this, this World. And he's talking about snow. And he says, within a light snow, there are 3,000 realms. And within those realms, light snow falls. It's both, isn't it? When you imagine it, just the simplicity of light snow falling. There's something simple and maybe even singular about it. And yet at the same time, to have this, this quality of unfamiliarity brings that experience alive. So now applying it to the breath. One of the things that, that I find really helpful is to cultivate this curiosity around the feeling of the breathing, around details of it. So sometimes when I'm when I'm meditating, I'm really trying to see if I can catch the very beginning of the in-breath. What does the beginning of the in-breath feel like? 
Does it happen suddenly or gradually? Is it smooth or abrupt? And then the, the, the middle of the, the in-breath, it might feel like it's bumpy or smooth or jagged or wave-like. And then the end of the in-breath, it might stop abruptly or kind of fade away. And if you've ever noticed, with the breath, there's that small gap between the in-breath and out-breath. What's it like to actually to be aware of that? And then the same with the out-breath, the very beginning. How does it feel like it's, it's unfolding? And then the end of the out-breath. Sometimes when people are feeling the entire body breathing, kind of how far down in the body do you feel the breath? Sometimes people get a sense of even feeling the breath um, uh, uh, moving into the limbs. What's that like? Or sometimes the breath might be, uh, feel kind of shallow and quick or deep. It might be tight or loose. So you can see there's this, these, these thousands of realms just in the feeling of the breathing. And it's a training. When I'm doing this regularly in my life, it, it cultivates unfamiliarity with my experience around something that's more mundane, that's not dependent upon me being excited or thre threatened. And again, noticing right now, just checking out the feeling of the breathing. You hear what I'm saying? And in the background, there's just kind of a general sense of the breath. Also, one of the things I find so powerful about breathing and the breath is it allows me to begin to move out of the world of what I call the world of nouns. Have you noticed how oppressive the world of nouns are, is? to be surrounded by things. I know it's the first thing that you thought of when you came here tonight. It's like, yeah, wow, I can so relate to that idea that the world of nouns is so oppressive. <laughs> How is it oppressive? Because there's something false about nouns, isn't there? Because it's making, making the world static, but the world isn't static. It's, it, everything is so fluid. That's the thing we know, that, that everything is arising and passing away. And yet we put words on things, these names, as if they're the same thing moment after moment. But they're not. That's not our actually our, even our direct experience of it. And I find when I'm simply feeling the breathing, I'm, I'm coming into the rhythm of the world that I live in, which is flow, which is impermanence, which is change. I get to, to be with and become intimate with this, this, this quality of, of activity rather than some kind of fixed world. So here we have it, these things of becoming clear about, this quality of unfamiliarity, this sense of moving into fluidity, flow within our experience and actually feeling that. And when I begin to have a sense of, of fluidity and flow, it changes, you know, how I see the world. One example of this, this is a poem by Liesel Mueller called In Passing. She says, 
how swiftly the strained honey of afternoon light flows into darkness and the closed bud shrugs off its special mystery in order to break into blossom as if what exists exists so that it can be lost and become precious. As if what exists exists so, so that it can be, be lost and become precious. Right? Like the, the swiftly strained honey of afternoon light, how it passes away. And what a precious experience. It really is true, isn't it? These, these small things in our life, how precious they are and how often our hearts and minds pass them by. What a tragedy to actually not be here for these precious experiences day after day after day. And what a beautiful thing to actually train the mind to be here for them. And I really feel like this isn't something that's just going to happen spontaneously in my life. It's something I need to train the heart and mind in a certain direction if this is the, the aspiration I have for the way I want to live my life. And again, just the breath right now as you hear the sound of my voice. I find another way that the breath is so applicable to a different way of living is it's, it's so connect connected with what's going on for me, especially my emotional world. And I find it so helpful to start to have this training of being really this contact with the feeling of the breathing. Because when I'm anxious, it affects the breath. When I'm joyful, it affects the breath. When I'm calm, it affects the breath. Whatever state I'm in is affecting the breath in some kind of way. So it's my gateway to stay really connected with that emotional world. So helpful, especially, you know, when I'm in conversation with people, if I can just have that a little bit in the background, to have a sense of where I'm at, to make sure I don't say those stupid things that have gotten me in trouble so many times, or hopefully to say things when I need to. And also, hopefully, what you've noticed when paying attention to the breath is another really important insight that is overlooked so much, which is, have you noticed how difficult it is? So challenging just to be with the breath. It's because the mind, you know, is racing all over the place. And what I want to point out is that's a, a kind of insight that we want to start to understand more and more and more because that's the nature of our minds. Yes, I'm training the mind to be more present, and it's a realization that I'm not in complete control of the mind. If I was in complete control of the mind, I wouldn't come here on Monday nights. <laughs> It'd be a done deal. And I somehow have to come to terms with that, where I'm shaping the mind, but I realize that I'm not in control of it. And it might be an easy idea to understand, but it's something different to actually embody that in my life. I'm actually not in control of how this life unfolds, but there's a way of influencing it, playing a part in it, 
And, and that, that difference in feeling that is so crucial for freedom. And I can learn that through the, for the, through the breath of how crazy the mind is, and yet I'm still willing to see if I can be present in the mess of that. And hopefully you can hear within this, just in this, this exploration of, of this, the breath, how I'm, I'm learning a quality of patience, determination, kindness, all these qualities get developed just by paying attention, by receiving the, the feeling of the breathing and wrestling with that. So again, I just want to review this one more time the importance of exploring the feeling of the breathing. And I do have to give a caveat. There's usually you know, a few people that the breath doesn't work for, and sometimes you can use another anchor, like the, the activity of hearing. So I don't want to say anything is magical about the breathing, but it's a really helpful tool to at least explore for a while to see if it will work for you or not. And I shared with you the importance of you utilizing it to settle into the present moment and to start to see experience clearly by becoming unfamiliar with experience. Noticing the, the fluid quality of the breath and how it opens me up to this precious world that I live in when I can really enter into that world of presence. And most importantly, maybe, it allows me to keep in contact with myself, especially in my emotional world. Okay, so let's uh, just take a, a minute. You might want to stand up and stretch and move around, and then we'll, we'll give it a try and see what happens. So do feel free to move your body around before we sit together um, silently in meditation. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.